Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go over there. And then you have something like this. And everybody's silent. It's, it's, it's amazing. Ah, but I think we've got our guest. Our guest has arrived. Uh, Stephanie Mann is with us. She joins us here on our big broadcast. I'm going to try to see if I can get Dan Perkins on the line, because uh, part of the reason why we have Stephanie on today is because of Dan. So I'm going to see if we can get uh, the fantastic uh, man about town, the star of stage and screen, Mr. Dan Perkins, on the line. If not, we will just go with uh, with Stephanie and IQ and myself, and we will... Uh, as they say, jump off the good foot and do the bad thing. Um, so we're waiting on the fantastic Dan Perkins. But uh, Stephanie Mann joins us here in our program. Her website is safekidsnow.com. And uh, she is a crime and violence prevention consultant. She's also the host of the Safe Kids Now show. Uh, and uh, she's the author of five books on safety and uh, Stephanie joins us today here on our big program. So, Stephanie, tell me an IQ a little bit about what you do. <laughs> okay, can you hear me? I've got you, my friend. We're, we're listening, we're waiting, and <laughs> wanting you to talk, my friend. Okay, well, thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, as you said, I'm a crime and violence prevention consultant. Uh, I'm also uh, the host of... The Safe Kids Now show, which is every Wednesday at two o'clock, and uh, I'm uh, my job, as I see it, is to help people keep their neighborhoods, their communities, and their children safe. So those are what my books are all about, and uh, um, actually, we've got a pretty big network now, and uh, we have a newsletter. We'd love to have people join us uh, with a newsletter. Just go to safekidsnow.com, contact, and let us know you're out there and you want information on whatever you want, whether it's safety in your home, neighborhood, community. Um, We've got lots of information for you, and I'd be glad to talk to anybody about it. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about this organization and, and everything. Well, um, this organization is a volunteer group, and uh, we have oh, uh, people around the country that are working on prevention. Uh, for example, Cher is in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and she's working with her community. Uh, Dr. Barbara Williams is working in the Bay Area, at, um, um, and, and she's been getting churches involved. You know, Jim, we have uh, 400, let's see, 450,000 churches in uh, this country. And one of the things we uh, would like to see people do is, you know, because one of the tenets of the church is love thy neighbor. So we would like to see the churches promoting love thy neighbor and get people out to help people connect 
because one of the problems we've got after, especially after COVID, is the social isolation uh, that has not only happened to their children in school, but it's happened to parents too. So um, someone that has uh, no fear of neighborhoods and they're willing to get a friend or a neighbor and go out and talk to some of the neighbors. Uh, for example, they just ask three questions. Uh, what's your biggest concern in our neighborhood? Um, have you been a victim? And will you help? And the people that say, yeah, I'd like to see this neighborhood come together. We were once really good with neighbors and we used to have block parties or we used to uh, get together once in a while and have a Christmas party or whatever. And it'd be great to see our neighbors again. And we've got some new ones in the neighborhood. So uh, maybe we can, we can include everybody and, uh, you know, get people together. Uh, we need to start building community back into our cities. If we do that, uh, that will definitely make some changes for our communities. Because some of the things that people don't understand, there's some real myths around crime. For example, the police can keep you safe. That is a myth. There yes. are only, uh, well, now this was a, a statistic before uh, we had COVID, that we had 2.4 police officers for every 1,000 citizens. So it doesn't even make sense to say, you know, wow. the police can keep me safe. Uh, what can really keep you safe are cohesive neighborhoods where people know each other, trust each other, and that's what we have to build back into our communities today. We have got a great guest with us today. Stephanie Mann joins us here on our big program. So, uh, IQ, do you have any questions for Stephanie? Of course. <laughs> Simple question. You have no law and order in America today. <laughs> By the way, I, I live in Europe, so I'm the outsider looking in. And <laughs> okay. my background is from the Middle East, from Iraq. Again, as a foreigner looking in, you have no justice system in the United States of America. And it's not disputable. I know you don't have it. And as you said, it is impossible for 2.4 police officers per thousand to protect you. True. And every Democrat city has got the highest number of crimes committed. Why? Because they are soft on criminals. It is part of your education to arm the women in the home. Because that's exactly what's happening now. More women are asking for licenses for guns than ever before. Because they know the police will only come after they are raped or murdered. Not before, obviously not. So my question to you, if you're not doing it, why aren't you doing it? Because the best safety is to have a gun at home. It's nothing to do with Second Amendment, by the way. It's only a realistic situation whereby criminals, you have two and a half million illegals who came in in, two, in the last two years. Who is subsidizing them? American taxpayers. The very people who become the victims are literally financing the illegals in the United States of America. So I'm not harping on it. I'm just questioning. Is part of your education to arm these people to defend themselves and their families. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with you. 
Uh, I think we do have uh, a lot of city leaders that are soft on crime. And uh, anybody that has raised children uh, knows that if you don't have consequences for bad behavior, the bad behavior gets worse. Yep. So um, I, I would say uh, having a gun, and, and this is a statistic too, having a gun in the home is a personal choice. But uh, the chances of somebody in the home getting hurt or somebody picking up the gun by mistake, because we do have uh, people that are uh, killed by weapons in the home, uh, you're 16 times greater the chances of somebody in the home getting hurt if there is a gun in the home. So um, I think it's a personal choice. Uh, it would not be one of my choices. My choice is to uh, surround myself with good neighbors that look out for each other because I think that's the way it used to be. And I would say at this point that uh, what we've got going on now and you're seeing the violence in our streets, uh, you're seeing young people that are violent today. Um, I think this is uh, uh, very, I think evil is taking over here. And the good people, which there are many, most people are very good people. They need to take back their own neighborhoods, their own communities. They need to speak up and demand of their leaders or elect good, strong leaders uh, that will put people in jail and keep them there so they are not recidivism. We have, we have a very high recidivism rate right now. So um, it really depends on we the people. And that's what this country was founded on. It was not founded on we're going to shoot each other or we're going to all become isolated and we're going to get guns and we're going to fight each other. No, the, the reason this country has been successful for as many years as it has been is because we united as a people and uh, we got together and we protected each other. Now, whether we get back to that or not is strictly up to the people that run this, that run this country, which is the average citizen. Uh, the problem in government today is we've got too many people in power that love the power. Uh, they love the money. Yep, and yep. They throw money at a problem like the war on drugs or the war on uh, whatever they, uh, you know, we've had a lot of uh, money thrown, I mean billions of dollars, thrown at these problems for years, and it has caused such crea uh corruption uh, because when you have money out there and nobody's accountable believe me everybody's got their hand in the till and I've worked yes. in the inner cities for a long time and I saw it personally and I've also my my stepfather was a Washington DC politician and he told me years ago Washington is so corrupt I don't think they can ever clean it up well if we're going to clean it up it's going to be we the people that do it I don't disagree with you. In fact, I agree with you 100% that we, the people, which is the Constitution of the United States of America on which it's based, is the only way to solve the problem. I agree with you. The tragedy is you have maybe 40 to 50% of the American people who are brain dead, that no matter how much they suffer under Biden and the Democrats, they still vote for the same people who are corrupt and who are destroying America. And... Uh, you can have a million excuses why they are like that. I'm not interested, really. <laughs> All I know is, you're right. If you can create the neighborhood, 
and they support each other is unbelievably good. I wish you the best. Well, let me just say this, because I, I think we both agree, and I really appreciate your comments, but you don't need everybody. Um, for example, uh, I worked in, and I lived in my community, and the way I got started as to be a crime and violence prevention consultant was because we had no police whatsoever in our community. We did have one and a half police uh, a sheriff's deputies from a the county, which was 15 miles away, and our town of 16,500 people uh, had a crime wave. Well, the dilemma was no city council, no mayor. Uh, what were we going to do? So 10 of us got together, and what we did was we got organized. Now, this is 10 people with a city of almost 17,000 people, and we turned the city around by getting neighbors involved, getting them working together. And within two and a half years, we reduced crime 48%. Now, here's a, I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this, James? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, we can. Okay. This little book, um, it's called Alternative to Fear, Guidelines for Safer Neighborhoods. You can find that on our website, and you can read the whole book, how we did it. And anybody can do it. We also have uh, uh, people that want to get started, my first steps to a safe neighborhood, because we're about empowering the people. Yes. And as I said, you don't need everybody, but you do need some key people that are fed up with this uh, This. Oh, <laughs> The, the, yes. The <laughs> we, 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 we know what you want to say. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, it's going to be we the people or we all we're going to go. We're going to improve or we're going down the drink together because uh, the politicians are, are robbing us blind. Yeah. Well, they've been doing it for what, 40, 240 years? <laughs> Maybe yes. less. Well, uh, I mean, really, the, the reason you have... No law and order among the young people is because there is no discipline. Exactly what you said a few minutes ago. If the parents have no discipline, first of all, you have to have the parents. Not single parent, a couple, a man, a man and his wife. And if you don't have mother and father, then you don't have a unit of a family. And without a unit of a family, the children grow up, no discipline. And without discipline, you have no law and order. That's exactly what you have. No. Well, let me, uh, you, you lead me into another topic here, which um, is cl close to my heart, because uh, I was working for the Oakland Police Department in Oakland, California, and behind the police building, uh, there was a lady um, by the name of Mother Wright, and she fed homeless people um, every Saturday. And I got to know some of the homeless people on the street. And uh, one day they invited me to, to go over and meet Mother Wright. And I said, oh, okay. I went over, and to make a long story short here, because uh, I worked with her almost five years, and um, uh, we had a, a young man come up to me one day and say, uh, can you help me? And I didn't know what he wanted. Uh, I thought at first he wanted some money, but that wasn't what he wanted at all. He wanted to know how to change his life 
So he didn't go back to San Quentin prison. Wow. And uh, he was on a methadone treatment program, which was about to run out. And he didn't know what he had to, what he needed to change. So he and I sat down for every Saturday for about an hour, for a month and a half. And one day he said, you know, you've been helping me so much. Now I'm telling him things uh, or just, we were just, I was listening. He was horribly abused as children, as a child. And his family was very, uh, I mean, we've got some really abusive parents out there. And so uh, he he said to me, uh, I've been talking to, to some of the other guys here and they want to join us and have a meeting. Well, I wasn't going to do that out in a park with a bunch of men. <laughs> so I looked around and there was a uh, church on the corner called New St. Pa- Paul's Baptist Church. And I said, well, if you can get the pastor to let us meet in the church, you know, let's let's get some of these guys together and see if we can help them in some way. Well, we got men together. Now, it was the strangest thing because the smell was terrible. Uh, the pastor was wonderful. His name was Pastor Flamin Henry. And uh, we got together with Pastor Henry. And uh, we, start, we gave ourselves three months to uh, a meeting every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. And uh, three months. And if we made progress, fine. If we, if we don't, at least we made an effort. Well, at the end of three months, six guys got jobs, and two of them we got into rehab that didn't think they had a problem. Now, this is what needs to happen. As a result of of working with James and the other guys and the pastor, we were able to help these guys, and I took notes, and this is the book I wrote as a result of it. Can you see that, James? Yes, indeed. Uh, it's blurred a bit. It's blurred, but but. Is that uh, better? That that's uh, no, that, Take it back. Take it yeah, back. Yeah, take it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, just. Uh, yeah, one second, one second. That's it. That's it. There you go. There you go. Yes. Empowerment parenting. Yeah. How to resilient children. Uh, <laughs> I have to read it again. How to raise resilient <laughs> children who become happy, self-reliant adults. And uh, uh, it has been taught in after-school programs. It's been taught to the homeless. Um, we've sold a lot of these books. They're on Amazon. And, they've, and that book has just been translated into Chinese. And um, the Chinese edition is uh, being used by the, um, um, well, it's for the kids at risk in Taiwan. Uh, that have uh, social workers. That's what, what I was trying to think of. Okay. The social workers are working with uh, kids at risk in Taiwan. And so, uh, anyway, uh, we have the possibility of changing. Uh, it's not just going to be get a gun and let's defend ourselves. Either we yep. grow up and learn how to live together and uh, make other people feel it's important that we connect with each other and be respectful of each other. And let's have children that are respectful again. It used to be. It didn't used to be like this. When I was growing up, uh, I had a very dysfunctional family. I, I grew up in an alcoholic family myself. So I well, saw that. St- Stephanie, I hate to cut you off, but I've got our, our next guest calling me. Um, before okay. we let you go, how do we get in touch with you online, buy your books, everything? 
Well, you can get in touch with me at safe, S-A-F-E, kidsnow.com, and then slash contact, put C-O-N-T-A-C-T after the slash, and uh, up will come a form and fill it out, and uh, you can get you can also get the book on that on Amazon. Just go to Amazon for three ninety five. You can get uh, an ebook. Um, it, it's worth using, you know, those te- techniques just to uh, help your children. So anyone can do it, and we can do it together. Stephanie, well, I wish you the best. Yes, really fantastic job you're doing. Honestly, fantastic job. Well, I, I appreciate your letting me share ideas with you guys. Definitely. And uh, we we look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it, my friend. Appreciate it. There she goes. That is Stephanie Mann. We are going to go over here to uh, our guest. And uh, we are going to go to our guest. He is going to join us here in just a few seconds. And uh, I am going to try to get a hold of Dan Perkins and IQ 